Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover, part of the Belly Up Podcast Network. Thank you for joining the Queens of Belly Up Wrestling as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady, Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. Alright, another week and your favorite trio is back. So let's have some fun. So we got some recaps to get into, and then we also want to hear from the fans today. What is the universe thinking? What are they saying about everything? And I got a perfect way to get this show started. A few weeks ago, we went on Twitter, and we did a tweet out to look for the biggest wrestling fanatics to have on the show as a guest. Well, we looked through all the DMs, and we have our selection, our winner with us today, so let's welcome Emily to the show. Hey, Emily. Hello. How are y'all doing? <laughs> good. How are you doing, sweetie? Pretty good. All right. So we got a little bit of a tradition here on the show. So because this is your first time being on, um, how did you become the wrestling fan that you are today? Well, it actually started. It's uh, I when I was very little. My brothers they used they love. I have three older brothers, so. Uh, growing up, they watched, you know, like John Cena and stuff, and so I would casually, I would walk by, and I really didn't know what the whole point of wrestling was, actually. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Wow, this like seems like awesome! Like they're like hitting each other." I was like, "I was so interested," and it just like uh, for me, it was like a bonding moment we all had together. And my parents, they actually used to go to the old shows and like, like, like see Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. It was just like. It's so cool, like Shawn Michaels, and and now, uh, 2015, uh, I saw Bailey and Sasha at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, and it was, like, amazing. I was like, oh, my God. And I think that's kind of when I fell in love with wrestling even more, because, mm-hmm. like, I was like, wow, like, this is awesome. Like, at, back then, they were called Divas, and I really didn't understand why, and, uh, I was like, oh, it's just so, it was so cool. So, yeah, that's kind of like the whole summary of why I fell in love with wrestling. So, so when your brothers were watching Cena and everything, so was it like towards the early in his career? Do you remember about like what year ish? No, I don't actually. I was okay. like, it's very vague though. I remember okay. it kind of a little bit, but uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty it, much it. Okay, so Cena, though, was he chain gang, or was he doing the, uh, you know, salute and run down with the never give up stuff? I think it was a salute and never give up stuff. I think that's when it kind of started from, yeah. I think okay. That, I think, yeah, around there. So Okay. Yeah, so give us a little bit of an estimate as far as, like, weight year-ish-wise and everything like that. Okay, so you mentioned Sasha and Bailey, and yes. from our conversations online, uh, that's, that is, that's your favorite. Those are your favorites right there. Yes. Uh, By far. All right. Do you have one particular favorite over the other? Um, Bailey, actually. <laughs> I do. It's, it's actually Bailey. Okay. Uh, okay. So you, you prefer Bailey over Sasha? Yes. <laughs> Even though I had to side right there. I actually do prefer Bailey over Sasha. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Everyone's got their favorites. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. 
Chaos. Favorite over Bailey or Sasha? Mm, I liked them all. I liked them both, but I kind of like what they did with Bailey. So I would definitely have to say, if I had to choose between Bailey. <laughs> Uh, did you have any? Some digging her theme song. Oh yeah, which we cannot find anywhere besides YouTube. Exactly. Oh man, did you have anything you wanted to grill Emily about? <laughs> I mean, ask Emily. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Just, I'm kidding. Have <laughs> you have you met either one of them, or is there? I could- uh, I've been to only, it's pretty, I can, I could never afford to go because we weren't like in the greatest, my family right now. It's like back in my parents, they really didn't have much work. So I kind of only went to one show. I could never afford to go to the, you know, to the pay-per-views or the, uh, meet and greets. I could, mm-hmm. I could even barely afford to get a, a shirt. So yeah, but. They somehow, I think one, it was one Christmas and they pulled it all together and it was, it was like, like a whole, I sat way in the back, but it was like so worth it. Like, Mm. I didn't even care. Like, I'm just like (laughs) lucky enough to even go to a show at this point. (laughs) So yeah, I've never met them like, like in person. Okay. No, but it's like, you'll always remember that first show. It's like they're live in action, no commentary. And it's just yeah. like you just seen the action first time in person. It's like incredible. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> okay, so where's your whole stance now as far as like the storyline with Bailey and Sasha? Well, I'm kind of going back and forth, like in my head every time everything changes, and like every Friday, just like the story just kind of just I don't know, like it intensifies for me, like uh. Now, a few weeks ago, we saw that Tamina, well, that Tamina wanted to face Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship one-on-one. And at that point, I kind of realized that I think Bailey is, like, kind of threw Sasha under the bus there at mm-hmm. that moment. And I'm like, huh, well, okay, well, maybe Bailey's turning on Sasha. But then at WrestleMania, you see Sasha... Well, after they had their discussion with Paige and that little smile, you know, I don't even know. I'm like, am I, it's just like back and forth. So I'm not mm-hmm. too sure, but I honestly think they're going to turn on e- both on each other. Like, cause, and they don't even realize it themselves, mm-hmm. but, uh, like, I just feel like it's going to, it's just going to happen pretty soon. SummerSlam is going to be, I think that moment. I just like, I know they're, probably going to face each other for that championship because I know Sasha, I know how bad she wants it. You can see it in her face. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just see it happening in a couple months. I'm giving it a couple months to, for them to explode on each other. Well, actually we, we were talking about this last week and Jolie, you can kind of like go, uh, explain this again, but it's like, as far as like the turning and everything, Jolie yeah. thinks it's going to happen a lot a lot sooner. So, yeah. what were you telling us last week, Jolie? I think it's going to probably happen this weekend. It's either going to, uh, she's going to cost Bailey the title. Oh, or, that's a good point. <laughs> or um, 
she's going to interfere to the point where she doesn't lose the title, but she still loses the match to Tamina, which gives Tamina another uh, chance for a rematch. Personally, I would rather have her cause Tamina to get, uh, or Bailey to get DQ'd, but act like she hit her, or she hit her, or something like that. I would rather, so Bailey didn't lose the title, and they actually fight for the title, because Sasha deserves the title. Mm-hmm. Mm. But part of me also wants Tamina to win, so I'm, I'm torn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, all right, so this question, I want to I want each of us to be able to kind of comment on it okay. and everything. So let's, all right. So let's say within the next couple of weeks, the blow up happens and the match is set for the final match that's for the title is set at SummerSlam. Okay. And Emily, you can kind of start on this first. How do you want this match set up? Do you want it like a regular one-on-one? Do you want a special stipulation? How do you imagine this final blow up? I mean, this final matchup happening? Well, I feel like a regular match wouldn't be, like, enough. Um, maybe, like, a disqual- no disqualification match, because I feel like they they could, I don't know how, like, to explain it, but mm-hmm. uh, I just think it should be no disqualification, because you can, they can go all out, and they wouldn't even, like, like, get disqualified or anything for doing it like hitting each other with a chair i mean it could i, I don't i could be wrong but mm-hmm. i I'd, I'd like a no disqualification match for the smackdown okay. women's championship okay all right jolie what you think i'm with her no dq <laughs> or, or put it in something that's outside of bailey's wheelhouse but in sasha's make it a submission match Ooh, that's true because it's like I've never seen Bailey do a submission. Nope. Oh. Okay. I'm evil. All right. Okay. <laughs> You're one of a kind. <laughs> Kayla, what you think? I'm going to have to go with Jolie and Emily. DQ. Um, then actually DQ would be great. But then again, I kind of want to back it up with the whole Alexa Bliss, was it the kendo stick on? Was it the kendo stick on a pole match? Oh, that one. I kind. Well, okay. I'm just saying. As far as it wasn't DQ, I would kind of think that one because, in a way, now with the aggression and the heel of Bailey that she is, mm-hmm. I think that would actually be the perfect match for her now because it was like, like, come on, come on, you know, you wanna, you know. But now it's just like she you know, can go all out. Exactly. So she, you know, now that she's got that mindset, I think either DQ or the kendo stick on the pole, because I think she could probably get wicked with that uh, kendo stick. So. <laughs> Who does she think she is? Charlotte Flair? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. We'll get into that one later. We'll get into, we'll get into that one later. <laughs> no, I definitely, no, it's like me personally, and I just thought about this yesterday, especially with them announcing that they're going to have to move SummerSlam, but um, no, a regular match, no way. The history is too great between these two, and this summer is actually going to be five years, the five-year anniversary of the TakeOver match. Yeah, 
And I just feel like a regular match would just, like, you know, they know all their moves. And it's just, like, it's just, like, I think a notice qualification match would, like, definitely, like, work, like, for them. Okay. So, it's, like, I actually got a kind of a, I, I, I kind of got a, a, an extra thing to add on to that. If and only if SummerSlam is at the Performance Center. Mm-hmm. If they have no choice but to put in the performance center, then they need to do Sasha and Bailey kind of something like they did with um Gargano and Champa. Ooh. Like make it a type of like cinematic match, remote location, hell do a remote location in Boston. Yeah. Something like that. But it's like it needs to be like an extra extra layer added onto it. Just no, I mean, because like a no DQ match in the performance center, uh uh-uh, uh, ain't gonna work. No, it's not gonna work. Man. Actually, <gasps> why not have it at full sail? Isn't that Ooh. where they got their start? Oh, Isn't that's, that where oh, they take over? I match? didn't even think about that. Ooh, full sail is coming full circle. Yeah. I mean, because. It's like it came full circle with Charlotte, and it's like if you put these two in a match against each other at full sale, it's gonna come full. Yeah, it'll come full circle with them too. Yeah. Dang. Uh, WWE. Yeah. Right, WWE. Write down these ideas. Jeez. Come on. <laughs> Gotta do it. Yeah, it's like we're playing a SummerSlam here. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Emily, kind of the last question for you, honey. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, who? Uh, so who do you think's gonna end up at, on top at the end of this? It's a tough one. I see Sasha, honestly, because I feel like months after I kind of see it right now is Sasha's in the shadow of Bailey, so I kind of see it her on top at the end of this whole thing. I honestly, okay. do. All righty. Let's see. Uh, I know. I know it's going to be too early for us to predict all this now, ladies. But uh, Kayla, who, do you, who at the end, like no matter when this is going to happen, who do you think is going to come out on top? Mm, man. Um. As much as what the good thing Bailey has going with her right now, um, I'm glad to go with Sasha because. I think Sasha's a little bit more stronger, and I honestly think right now Bailey's had her run; she's had her chance with the title. Um, so I believe it's time for Sasha to get her spotlight once again, and hopefully keep the title longer than she has. I I know that. Oh, I'm not going to go there. All right, <laughs> Jolie. Uh, out of the feud. Yeah. I kind of want Bailey to finally win because um, Sasha has actually out- outshined her a lot more, but I would rather have Sasha hold the title, if that makes sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because, you know, but, it's, uh, when when she was hurt yeah. back by, uh, what was that? Was it the match against Nia Jax that separated her shoulder? I yeah. 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 So... Sasha came in and took her spot there. Um, she 
basically lying kinged her in the elimination chamber. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so it's it's just like, you know, I kind of want her to win the feud, but be without the title. Because I think out of all of them, Sasha deserves the title shot um, and the title, honestly. But again, we'll see. So the answer is both. (laughs) (laughs) Or I could have just been the smartass and said the answer is Becky Lynch because I don't care about anybody else. I know that. I know that. (laughs) It's like we got to talk about somebody somebody other than Becky Lynch eventually. So. Oh, but either way, Emily, you're going to be good with this no matter what, because it's like both your favorites are going to be in front and center, right? I guess. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, we do have a few months to SummerSlam, but we'll see what happens, and we'll definitely see what happens this weekend. All righty. Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you had fun with us, girl. Thank you for having me. Oh, All welcome. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, so just for anybody who's uh, listening and everything like that, what's your uh, what's your Twitter handle so everyone can follow you? Uh, <laughs> give me a second. Sorry, <laughs> I I don't <laughs> even pay attention to my own username. That's so sad. I I'm I'm so caught up in things. Like it's just like unbelievable. Okay. That's okay, sweetie. It's at E M Z. What's W A T S and twenty three. I know it's 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 a whole weird thing. <laughs> nah, it's okay because it's like I think I I think I went through like two or three before I set up my own. But okay, so E M so E C. Okay, W A T S and twenty three. Got it. All right, awesome. Thanks again for joining us, and thank you just for being a a supporter of the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I love it. All right. You have a good one, honey. Thank you. Okay. Oh, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before we continue on, we do want to keep this everything like fun and up loving and everything like that. But we do got a little bit of um of an elephant to get out of the way. Uh with this past episode of AEW. And there was a part during the show after the match with QT Marshall and Lance Archer. It came a little bit uncomfortable and disturbing to watch uh, with Brandy Rhodes knocked out in the middle of the ring and Jake the Snake bringing out an old faithful and everything. Um, like I said, it was a little bit of a disturbing and I know, Jolie, you had some strong feelings about it, right? Yeah, I do. Um, as I, I, it, Trigger warning. It, it's, it definitely put the heckles on the back of my neck up. Um, I did not like it at all. Um, and it has nothing to do with the snake. It has nothing to do with Jake. It has nothing to do with Brandy. It has nothing to do with AEW. It has to do with the fact that you had a woman knocked out cold, a man straddling her, and a snake slithering up her body. That is rape 101 in my mind. I'm sorry. It is. Other pe- people were saying, well, why are people so mad about this? It's, it, it's a trigger warning. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it can set people off. It, it, I've dealt with my damage, but it's Little things, nuances, smells, actions that can 
even though I've dealt with my, my what happened to me, it can still trigger me. Um, so it's one of those things, and I, in all honesty, I would not have had an issue with it if he was sitting in the ring, she was scared in the corner trying to get away from the snake slithering up her. That would have been completely different. That, would have, that wouldn't have had the same nausea. I, I wanted to throw up seeing it. It, it made okay. me angry. It made me upset. I can't even watch the, the clip. All I saw was the GIF and mm-hmm. a picture. And once I saw that picture, it just, I froze. I went back to therapy and talking to my therapist. Not that I physically, but I went back to the time of my life when I was in therapy for my own personal trauma. Okay. So it's like, it, it should have had a trigger warning. Well, I just wanted to give you a chance to like actually get your thoughts out there and thank you so much for just to kind of like expressing your opinion about that. And like I said, like you said, I mean, I'm sure that pretty, I mean, I myself found it disturbing, but I'm sure, pretty sure that some other people ha- probably do have the same feelings as you did and everything. So I will just go ahead and leave it at that. Let's bring this back. Let's bring this back to a positive, positive aspect on the show. All right. So other half of Wednesday, NXT. Oh, and uh, let's see. We had a lot going down here on Wednesday. Kayla, Mr. Mr. Karrion Cross finally made his debut. Yes, I was actually mesmerized. <laughs> that was I have being scary. <laughs> I, it was honestly like one of the best entrances I have seen in a long time and it was just like it couldn't get any better and I kid you not since I've seen that it's like I keep watching it over and over again and um poor Leon Ruff I mean he gets ruffled up on uh, Monday Night Raw and um carrying cross beating his butt didn't really help either mm-hmm. but um with that being said I'm really super excited to see him and Scarlett in action later on. But like I said, I cannot stop watching that entrance. So yeah, I'm kind of mesmerized. Oddly mesmerized. <laughs> and come to find out that was actually her voice on the vocals. Yep. I saw that. Yeah. I mean, I think I was like telling you the other day, it was like haunting, mesmerizing. It's just like, all to watch and it's like you know it's like if this is just his day the debut entrance it's like what's to come it's like oh and yeah leon ruff's gonna need a chiropractor after that match (laughs) (laughs) jolie well i felt bad for leon ruff for getting his ass kicked in front of his girlfriend a (laughs) ref's girlfriend no yeah the oh, rest my girlfriend. Girl. Oh, shit. So he got his ass beaten. Sorry, <laughs> Ouch. Uh, no, but um, Scarlet has always been mesmerizing, even when I believe Impact TNA, that's where they were last at. Mm-hmm. She was always mesmerizing there. Um, I cannot wait to see her face off against some of the women, especially Candice, since... They're both kind of um, acting like alpha females, but the real alpha out of the two is definitely Scarlet. She just has this way of carrying herself. 
like I yeah. said, it was sexy, scary. Like it was one of those things where, like, I read something that said, "I'm oddly aroused and terrified." <laughs> <laughs> like just just some of the Twitter comments about that was just it was just amazing and, um, stuff like just some of the the, the shit that I was reading. Like you know, people were actually jumping uh, and ripping carrying cross um most of them are aew smarks uh, saying that oh he couldn't bring ratings because the ratings they lost the ratings war again nanix he lost the ratings war uh, um and it's just like uh if he did this over there you guys would have been laughing it up like it was golden piss mm-hmm. so i i, I just he, his intro, his 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 eyes tell stories, his actions tell stories. He's got Scarlet by his side. Yeah. And it, again, to me, this feels like they're setting up something between them, those two, and Scarlet, or not Scarlet, Johnny and Candace, because you've got Johnny and Candace saying we're going to be the first to hold both titles at the same time. So to me, right. this this is actually heading for a collision course between those two because Killer wants to or Carrion wants to be the um, head. He he's he's gonna. I think he's gonna take the title from Adam. Hey, hey, hey you're jumping you're jumping topics there. <laughs> I know I'm jumping topics, but I'm just saying like he he already has the elevation of a star. He doesn't need to right. go through the entire roster. I think he he can automatically just elevate himself and destroy Undisputed Era. Destroy he destroyed Champa. Yeah, he did, and that wasn't even a match. It was like two seconds and destroyed Champa. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was attack, but still, I mean, he can destroy anybody in his path. He is just that expressionist, and so I just I just I just feel like this is the the, the battle course is coming between Candice and Johnny and Scarlet and carrying because i think that's the way that they started building those two up mm-hmm. and this entrance is like you know these two are it's just it just it's gonna i hope it meshes together because if i'm right then god damn it hire me <laughs> right I, I swear it's like as much as the three of us have talked over this podcast over the last few months and everything like that with the different storylines it's like wwe needs to hire all three of us at this point jesus yes. uh, Okay, so you all right, so you brought it up. So all right, so let's get this one out of the way. So we had two title matches on Wednesday. Number one, the main event was the NXT title match between Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. And of course, when you think Adam Cole, you think Undisputed Era. He can't go anywhere by himself. He can't do anything by himself. And although Dexter Loomis tried to help out and everything like that, Cole ran away with the title, unfortunately, because his cronies can't mind their own damn business. I swear, it's like after the match, I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait, can this dude do anything by himself? Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, you mentioned just a second ago and everything. So, besides, okay. So, besides Cross, I mean, do you see anybody else besides Cross taking the title off Cole, or is it eventually going to be Cross? I think it'll eventually be Cross, but I could see Johnny um, Gargano coming for the title, and I can also see. Um... Uh, Finn Balor, which could also possibly lead to a fatal four-way, which means Adam Cole might not get be the one that gets pinned, but mm-hmm. that would be a good way to actually settle everything. 
if it was like a fatal four-way between um, Adam Cole, Gargano, Finn Balor, and Cross, and just Cross destroying all of them and saying he pins like Gargano, which would set off that feud. So yeah, that's okay. that's my my thought on that. <laughs> all right, I, I wanted you to finish your because you brought it up brought it up a minute ago with Cross. So I was like, going, all right, let me let, let's get Jolie finish up that uh, her thoughts on that one. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I just honestly I cannot wait to see how he stacks up like i would love to see uh cross versus uh god keith lee Mm -hmm. dominic dijakovic uh adam finn champa but then like i'm looking at the main roster it's like seth and drew and braun and Bray, I'm just like salivating over the fact that he can just destroy that entire roster. Like, if they let him be the monster that he really is. Can you imagine if he's on the next Survivor Series team for NXT? Oh, <laughs> NXT's going to sweep again then. <laughs> All right, Kayla. All right, so who, all right, who do you think is going to eventually stop Cole? Obviously, I think it is a build-up for uh, Karrion Cross to get it, definitely. Um, like Jolie said, she can maybe possibly see Finn Balor get himself back up in there somehow. Um, Tomasa Chimpa, well, I think he kind of croaked from that possible attack. So, um, Johnny Gargano would definitely probably be another one to throw back up there. Um, honestly, I don't see any other than maybe those three. I really um, don't think there's anybody that would actually deserve the opportunity to get back up there with the NXT title. I mean, if Keith Lee lost the NXT North American Championship, mm-hmm. he would be a good one. Um, but honestly, than that, I don't see anybody else really taking it away from Adam Cole unless Adam Nicole decides just, hey, take the title. I don't want it no more. Which I don't see that happening. <laughs> pull, pull like a uh, Oscar, like leave NXT and relinquish the title, that type of thing. Yeah, like here, just take the title. I don't want it no more. It bores me or something nah, like that. Uh, nah, well, nah, Asuka nah, was nah. injured. Asuka was injured. She actually had to relinquish because of injuries. So. I know. I yeah, know. I know. I know. Okay, so Kayla, you mentioned this, and you mentioned this, and I'm kind of like thinking of that aspect and everything as far as like, um. The one person who I would want to see, and maybe I'm a little biased on this one because I'm a big fan of his and everything, um, is I would love to see Keith Lee take it off him, uh, take it off uh, Cole. Uh, yeah, he would have to lose the North American title first. Uh, I don't. It, it, the way that I can see this uh, airing out right now, and I know Joel, you said that Cross really shouldn't have to go through the main roster because he's such a powerful man already, but I could see somehow if Cross can take the title off Keith Lee, the North American title, and then um, Keith Lee go after eventually go after the NXT title. I would love to see it play out that way. Well, but awesome. yeah, somebody, somebody needs to get that damn title off Adam Cole. He is annoying the crap out of me. Or we can start a trend on Facebook hashtag Keith Lee two belts. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, oh that, that would be fantastic. 
Exactly. Keith Lee, two belts. Oh, no, there wait. You go. Hashtag Karrion Cross, two belts. Hashtag Scarlet carries them for him. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, if they ended up with all the individual gold, it's like, oh, like, have mercy on the uh, entire NXT roster. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So, the other title match on Wednesday was the NXT women's title match against defending champions. Charlotte Flair and the number one contender Io Shirai, and that one went a little sideways because this got brought up earlier. Charlotte had to bring out her old friend Mr. Kendo and cause a DQ. And with that, we also saw the return of one Rhea Ripley, and it went from it started as it was like chaotic then, and lasted it over into the next day on Twitter. And so, OMG, didn't, didn't you kind of call this, Jolie? Yeah, I said it was probably going to be DQ and that Rhea would show back up. I'm just that damn good. Um, <laughs> no, it was, the, it was the perfect time to bring her back. Uh, I, I didn't really see the Twitter stuff because I really haven't been on Twitter. You know, I know that she'll jaw back and forth with Charlotte, and Charlotte will jaw back because they know what it's like to keep storyline, and they know what it's like to build storyline, and I think this is going to build something to an epic proportion, especially if it makes it its way into a triple threat mm-hmm. with um, with Io as well, and that would honestly allow Io to finally uh, get the, the hump off her back and get the win, because weapons will be legal then, but it also <laughs> brought back the return of the Mad Queen. Now, is Charlotte losing her mind again? Is she going to pull what she did with with Ronda at um, Survivor Series two years ago? It's like, it's just, there's so much that, that can go on that can happen. And so it's like, I kind of can't wait to see what does happen with this, especially if Charlotte starts, her psyche starts breaking a little bit, like it did when she was facing Ronda. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I guess that'd be the 2000... 18 end of 2018 and when she started mm-hmm. to go a little bit mad and dressing like Becky and acting like Becky and being all like crazy and then yeah. they just killed the character and made her back into the queen again when Becky had that injury for Wrestlemania that stupid fucking storyline yeah um, let's not go there let's not go there <laughs> but, but I mean like you know she had this this build up of her of the fact that you know Becky broke her down, and then something just finally snapped against Ronda, and then she's st- still cracking, 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 and then they they just cut the storyline off. So it's like, okay, is that storyline going to finally pick back up? Are we finally going to get the Mad Queen again? Uh, we'll just have to wait mm-hmm. and see. But it's like, I would love to see the Mad Queen. Honestly, right. I think when Charlotte is crazy, I think that's some of her best work, to be perfectly honest. I like her. when oh, I love Charlotte, regardless, especially after this past uh, week for me. Uh, yeah. My love for her has even gone up even more for her as a person and for <laughs> her as a character. Um, but yeah, no, the fact that you know she can play so many facets. She's very talented in her characterizations and her own characters. It's it's just amazing. I can't wait to see what they do and how they do it. But I think they if they're going to do it, they need to. St- 
stick with the Mad Queen for a little bit longer than what they had her for. Okay. Oh, man. Kayla, what was your thoughts after all that on Wednesday? Um, I was really upset that, you know, I think it was a part Charlotte's like. I think because EO was actually legit giving her a good match, which part of me wanted EO to win, but I knew it wouldn't win just right away. Um, and then when Rhea came back, it's kind of like, are we going to see a triple threat match? Um, is Rhea going to go after EO? Because I kind of thought it was funny at the end. She's like, no, 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 no. And, you know, Rhea's like, shut up, shut up. No one cares. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that part I didn't get. Yeah, it was just like, shut up. Shut up. Get away from me. Shut up. <laughs> well, they're they're both kind of like tweeners. They're not necessarily faces. They're not necessarily heels because EO's kind of come a little bit back from the dark side. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, basically two punk rockers saying, well, fuck you. Fuck you. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> so it's like, you know, She's like, basically, Rhea's like, well, I try to fucking help you get the fuck away. And then, you know, Eo's cursing at her. And because I think one of those was a cuss word. I couldn't. Um, I know. Um, tiny. You start, you, start, you start learning Japanese? Uh, I, well, actually not. I just remember um, looking up a word and I think was like uh, she said fuck, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Ah. Because uh, I was watching some of the clips with Becky when she was in Japan, which are fucking okay. hilarious. Um, but no, it's like, you know, it's like one of those things where, um, yeah, like they're, they're basically just two punk rockers going at it like, well, fuck you. No, fuck you. I'm trying to help you out. You know, go fuck yourself. Well, because they're 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 they are rivals. Yeah. So because she was on Shayna's team against. Um, Rhea's team in war games, so they're still rivals. That's rivaling. true, yeah. So it's okay. basically, well, why'd you fucking help me? Well, fuck off, I helped you. So fuck. But that's pretty much it. That was the funniest part about it. Like, <laughs> I was cracking up, she's chasing her, like, like, basically it's like a little chihuahua chasing after a pit bull. Like, you know, like the wounded animal's like, well, why'd you fucking help me? Well, this is fuck. I was I was rolling. That was that had me fucking laugh my ass off, dude. I was like, really? They're having like EO like limp up. Like, <laughs> I was like, seriously, she's fucking limping after Rhea. Like, wait for me, bitch. <laughs> wait, wait, wait till I get to you. Hold on, I'm hobbling. I'm hobbling. Hold on, just stop walking. You've got long legs. <laughs> But it's like, I'm checking Twitter the next day, and it's like, at one point, I'm seeing Charlotte and EO giving mad respect towards each other, because Charlotte at one time was like going, I've never had, and I'm paraphrasing here, because I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, it's like, I've never had, there hasn't been any chance times where I've need, said I've needed to get better, and after a match, and that happened on Wednesday, so she gave props to EO, and they're both looking forward to a rematch, so it's like, I'm seeing respect on one side, and then I'm seeing Charlotte and Rhea go at it again on Twitter on the other side. So it was like respecting chaos in one swoop. Well, it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. Rhea is an instigator. She does have that punk rock mentality. Right. She follows the rock. like So she, she wants to instigate. She wants to push Charlotte's buttons. She wants to make her slip. 
EO's doing the other way, you know, I'm not going to bow down to you, but I'll butter your ass up and, you know, make you give me that rematch in this way. So it's going to keep <laughs> spilling over. And I see Regal just coming out saying, the three of you match now, beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> but you know, you know what? I I would one... Love, uh, one thing I would love to see between those two and we it was brought up uh the match was brought up earlier with Emily and that is a Iron Woman match. Ooh. Goes to an Iron Woman match. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, you gotta think about like they both have uh amazing stamina. Yeah. They both do crazy ass shit stunts. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if EO has a submission. She probably does. Um, wait, no, she she tried to pull a submission she, on one, one. She had to do it once because Candace. Uh, I think Candace kicked out of the moonsault, and then uh, she had to do a submission on her once. That yeah. I, I, from what I've seen, yeah. So yeah, like I, I would love to see uh, uh, just a uh, thirty-minute Iron Woman match between those two. Okay. Cool. Well, oh, however this play, however this plays out and everything, we know this is not over by a long shot. Whether it's going to be uh, whether it's going to drag on to the end of the year, probably not. But I give it till like at least SummerSlam week, SummerSlam time, and everything like that. So who knows? All righty, so let's dive into a couple of uh, fans' questions. Actually, we have one question from last week we still need to address because um, this guy Handsome Andrew gave us a run for our money. So at um, at Outlaw Jamboree he asked us to fantasy book a pay-per-view the year before it was debuted. So after kind of clarifying with him he said Survivor Series. Well Survivor Series premiered it was the first one was in 87. So um, I knew we wouldn't be able able to like do it like a whole pay-per-view so i was like all right, all right let's do it let's do a match at least so and i apologize ahead of time because i was only eight years old at the time and so i did my research on this and so if i get it mixed up between heels and the faces and everything please forgive me so here's the match that i came up with and y'all tell me what y'all think about this one so, so on one end we have hulk hogan andre the giant Ricky the Drag- Dragon Steamboat, George Steele, and Junkyard Dog versus King Kong Bundy, John, uh, Big John Stud, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Randy Macho Man Savage, and then Jake the Snake. Okay, uh, I would swap Piper with Andre. Because 86 was WrestleMania 3. That was the... 87. Slam- that was 87. WrestleMania 3 was 87? Yeah. At the Silverdome. Yeah. Because uh, it's like when I was looking up... Yeah, because like when I was looking up the WrestleMania... Like when I was looking up uh, 86 pay-per-views and everything... Uh, it had WrestleMania 2 and then they said the next one was WrestleMania 3. So it went straight to 87. They didn't have like a lot of pay-per-views in '86. All right, then. Um, I'm 
because I think Piper was not a heel at the time. Oh, okay. And Andre kind of what? I can't remember. But either way, that's a that's a solid lineup on both sides. Okay. Like I said, I probably had, I probably have stuff jacked up between heels and faces and everything like that. But Kayla, what do you think about that matchup? It would be a very strong um, for both sides. It was like. I don't know if that was if I was alive to see that match when it actually happened. Like you're a book in it, mm-hmm. I think I'd have to go for both teams because I mean, I mean, you have some really good, you know, strong legends there, and you know, especially Andre the Giant. You know, part yeah. of me kind of wish he, you know, he was still alive today. You know, maybe not necessarily wrestle, but you know, kind of mentor some of the uh, you know current superstars that are out there. Um, but I actually kind of liked that. That was really good, cat. Really strong on both sides, so <laughs> like you said, you really couldn't tell whose heels and faces, but I mean, hey, at this point nowadays, I don't think it matters, so <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, man, see, you might no. be a heel, come be my partner, okay, I got you. <laughs> see what I know. was trying to do was uh, when I was looking at the roster, see who was like you know the Americans versus the Canadians, so that's that's the, the way I was gonna go. Like Canadian Europeans versus Ameri- or, uh, Americans, but I just didn't have time to think. <laughs> that, that's way too much time to go back and look at all that stuff. All right, but and but uh, uh, Outlaw Jamboree, I hope I hope that one match is what you were looking for on that one. All right, so okay, so another couple of questions we had were from it's uh, at it's a uh, cherry Jerry. Uh, Cherry Jerry, excuse me. Okay, so one he posted last week and everything, and he was trying to get some clarification as far as, like, the World Heavyweight uh, title because on one hand, when it was given to Triple H, it was that was supposed to be the inaugural one, but then also there was mentioning of other people in the past holding that title. So, so... From what I read, and please tell me if please tell me chime in if y'all if if I'm wrong about this or if y'all know I'm wrong about this. It's like the the title itself has been around, but it's been gone under different names under different organizations. Which belt is he talking about? The one that was um, from WCW? Yeah, the World Heavyweight. The World Heavyweight Championship yeah, well, belt. Yeah, when Triple H uh, was uh, crowned that title holder he was the first one for wwe to uh-huh. actually hold it it does have other names it does it was underneath different wcw especially so yeah no he's right okay okay all right so all right so that clarifies that one okay and then he sent me this other one today did y'all see this video from a Tom that ryan satan put up from tom segura uh, i saw it but i did not watch it because um apparently he uses a word that i would want to go and punch him in the face. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like I'm looking at all this, and I mean, he he retracted a lot of the stuff. He was like basically stating that um, wrestling fans are idiots. They're 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 retards. And then he goes on to say that uh, some of the wrestling fans, uh, along with like people who say the world is flat and everything, need to be like. What did they like? 
wipe off the face of the planet and stuff like that. And then he also says that he's a comedian. They also said like he's a comedian. And of course he loves wrestling and stuff like that and everything. So it was kind of like all over the place. And I'm like thinking, I don't care if you are a comedian. What the hell are you saying this stuff for? Yeah, no. I mean, well, I, I agree about getting rid of the anti-vaxxers. Those people are idiots. Um, but, you know, if we had to get rid of the people who think the world is flat, then we'd have to get rid of AJ Styles. But, yeah, no. It, don't use that word. I hate that word. My nephew's special needs. I'm sorry. I can't. Okay. It pisses me off. Like, I've actually gone off on people on Twitter for saying that. Yeah. Kayla, did you ever catch, did you catch any of that video? Mm-mm. Okay. Save yourself. You really, yeah, it's like, if you haven't, then I wouldn't, I mean, it's like, yeah, he retracted saying he is a wrestling fan and everything like that, and he knows, like, a lot of it's staged and everything, but just, honestly, I don't care if you're a comedian or not, choose your words very carefully. Right, if it's what I think it was about the whole Brad Shepard thing, yeah, definitely, um, regardless of who you are. Um, even as almost, I'll I'll go as far as even us being writers and stuff, you still got to choose your actions. I mean, we're opinionated. We, we're all, you know, have our rights to our opinions, but then again, you do like, you know, there's certain stuff you don't say, there's certain stuff you don't, you know, make fun of. Um, especially, you know, as far as bullying, like, and all that stuff. So, um, I didn't see the video. I mean, I saw, you know, just different thing, um, the actual, some articles about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, um, as far as, you know, what people believe in, um, you know, what, you know, anything, you know, what's your sexuality or anything as far as of what they may be, don't make fun of, um, especially anybody with special needs. Um, I mean, definitely, I mean, I can name a good friend right now that, um, he has autism and, you know, it kind of scares me sometimes. Like I like, I'm on, I mean, I know how to handle it, but sometimes you're like, I'm on edge and it's like, you know, you know, so, um, I do have to say something on that. Just watch your actions. I mean, it's okay to express your feelings, you know, or how you feel, but respect is definitely a big keyword on it. Amen. Amen. Wait, 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 wait. So this was about Brad Shepard or no, no, I mean, uh, I don't, just in general, I don't... basically. Okay. Yeah, nothing in particular. Just in general, I'm just saying, you know, how like Joy just brought up different things. I'm just saying, regardless of who you are, rather who you are, just respect. Because I mean, if you if you wouldn't want somebody to say something mean about you, and then turn around and you not say anything, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I'm confusing myself. <laughs> Well, no, 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 no. You brought up Brad Shepard, and I just thought I didn't know that the video had anything to do with Brad Shepard. I just oh, know... I brought up some kind of article that I saw about him the other day. Oh no, that that was um, me cheering the fact that probably one of the biggest women haters of all time got fired from his job. Ah, uh, uh, well, he, he resigned. Like, yeah, some say fired. He said he resigned. So it's and like, that, but the. The owner of the site came out with a diss track on YouTube, so I'm going to believe the owner of the site, because I think the owner of the one that said his ass was fired. So, <laughs> and But then apparently he's going to go on his podcast and say something. But to me, it's just like, it, it was one of those moments where it's like, 
oh my god, this is hilarious, and it the entire wrestling, uh, internet wrestling community actually came together to collectively laugh their asses off at this toadstool. Long time coming. Damn right it was. Long time coming. And I swear, I never thought such a big, biggest hate. I think out of everybody I've seen on Twitter, he's like the biggest Becky hater. The reason why he's the biggest Becky hater is because she called him out for posting false articles. Same as Nia Jax. He was posting um, lies and rumors, and when he got called out, for that, he um, started hating, and then sh- I know Becky blocked his ass. That's why he could never at her. Ah. And um, so yeah. And the funny thing is, like, why are you gonna say this shit when her fiance probably does not have you blocked or has spies watching you? And you know, if you're so big behind, you know, the curtains. <laughs> Why are you going to do that to yourself when this man can crush you? Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, so hopefully we never hear from that tool again, but you never know, unfortunately. Alrighty. So let's hear from the fans. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, we did kind of like a best of 2020 with what we were thinking of, like, what's kind of stood out to us so far. So I took a couple of those questions and then I went to Twitter. I'm like, going, all right, what are y'all's thoughts on this? And so whenever we did the match of the year, uh, I got a couple of responses on that one from I'm Cordell Taylor went with the Boneyard match, WrestleMania. Of course, I don't think anyone's going to let that one anytime down anytime soon. And then at Art Matt, uh, he brought up one from Russell Kingdom. And so apologize ahead of time art mess i never i didn't see wrestle kingdom but he brought up one uh okada versus naito i have no idea oh naito n-a-i-t-o yeah yeah naito okay so he brought up that one as a match of the year so far and again i didn't watch wrestle kingdom so i have no idea how that match went down i don't really watch Wrestle Kingdom because that's normally like super late or super early depending um, but anytime that Okada and Naito get in the ring it's going to be magic I'm just not into all the flips um, that's the one thing I'm with with the revival mm-hmm. just fists no flips um, right I mean I like flips but it's like I would rather not like see guys just do gymnastics over each other for 10 minutes uh, I want connection. I want people hitting each other. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love watching a, a good Will Ospreay YouTube clip. I think he's probably... A, he is amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's probably one of my favorite from New Japan. Um, when I get to watch any of that. But Okada, like, if you actually do get to watch like any Okada-Kenny uh, Omega match or uh, Naito-Kenny Omega match, I mean... Kenny Omega in New Japan was actually probably the Kenny Omega that I actually like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like him over here in America. I think he he's. I think I feel like he had more freedom over there. To be perfectly honest. Okay. All right. Maybe. Definitely give me something to look up, Art. Okay. So the other question that I brought up from a couple weeks ago is like, who's your breakout star of the year? 
And I got a list here, and it's a little bit of everybody from WWE and AEW. So definitely going to need both of y'all's opinions on this one for sure. All right. So at SlamHubW says he couldn't pick one, so he went with Britt Baker, Liv Morgan, and Sonya Deville. Our good friend Casey says... He would have to go with Darby Allen, Alistair Black, and Braun Strowman since Braun finally broke through the glass ceiling and got his main event push. Uh, let's see. At Ian LeBlanc123, who's actually a good mutual of mine on Twitter, uh, he says, guess depending on how he does at Money in the Bank, he would say Alistair Black. Colton underscore Hufford, he says Alistair. At Russell Community, the Spanish God for him, that be Sammy Guevara. All right, let's see. At Sam4413, who's one of our newest writers at, at Belly Up, she also says Sammy. And then at Russell, at Wrestling Over One, Wrestling Over Time, uh, Max, Maxwell Jacob Friedman in JF. And then let me see. At overtime, WV also says Darby Allen. So, Kayla, that is quite a mix and everything. So, uh, anything stand out on that list to you, Kayla? Agree. I think I would have to agree with just about everyone on that list, except for maybe MJF. When did he break out? (laughs) (laughs) A scarf. I mean... those minor ass injuries of his. I just, I mean, even, even though he, yeah, he did put on a hell of a match against Cody at Revolution, but to be honest with you, he really didn't do anything else. So, and he just recently came back, you know, because I watched AEW today, mm-hmm. and it was just like he and I saw that he was back, and it's like, I right, go away. I didn't miss you. I mean, just. Just go away. You know, and it's just like, I agree with every single one of them on that list, except for him. Sorry, person that posted that or said that. I don't agree with you. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't. (laughs) All right. No, everyone's like entitled to their own opinions and everything like that. So, I mean, yeah, definitely understandable on that one. Jolie, anybody stand up to you on the list? Um, well, I kind of disagree with Britt Baker. The only thing I know her from is her holding her face uh, at War Games. Um, she really hasn't been that great in ring, to be perfectly honest. I think Chris Satlander should be the breakout star so far of 2020 for the women's division, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Um, MGF, the only thing that broke out was his scarf. Um, Sammy Guevara, I don't see the appeal of him except his ass getting run over by a golf cart <laughs> um epic i mean uh, if, if i was going to pick somebody that's a standout star from aew i agree with darby allen um mm-hmm. and i would possibly say despite him being a human crash test dummy mark stunto um, Marco Stunt- <laughs> oh sorry yeah, Marco's stunt. I mean, I, I, I. Sorry, I don't never. I don't know everybody's name. I just know stunt was part of his name. Don't worry, don't um, worry. But I mean, like the fact that you know he's basically a human crash test dummy. I mean, look at freaking 
Lance Archer did to his poor little ass that he uh, killed him. Feel so bad uh, for him. <laughs> but um, the uh, for the WWE side, I pretty much everybody had the Alistair definitely. Um, Braun, he really needs to send Roman Reigns a giant ass gift basket with a lot of vitamin C for his immune system. Uh, because, you know, if it wasn't for what's going on, I don't see Braun where he's at right now. And this storyline, I can't wait to see how it plays out because this past, uh, Friday night, he is playing mind games with Bray and I love it. I'm actually loving this version of, of, um, Braun Strowman. I really am. Um, I, I kind of want to say, um. Yeah, everybody else I agree with. Alistair's yeah. always been at the top of my list. Yeah. Um, but I kind of have to say that somebody that I'm surprised nobody really said, but everybody keeps calling her boring, and I kind of have a different perspective on her now after watching her chronicle today. Shayna. Shayna has been kind of a breakout powerhouse that's being overlooked because they're making her have this type of... um. I guess you would say boring persona when she actually doesn't. I mean, I, I really wish they would let her be a little bit more of her dorky self. Um, okay. Because, you know, if you get a chance to watch the Chronicle, she wasn't boring. Her her talking was actually a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like something that she said at the end, like, you know, they asked her, well, if you lose... If you don't get the briefcase, she goes, well, then the whole locker room's on notice. It's like, okay. I, I kind of like where this is going. I kind of can't wait to see what they do with her. So it's like Shayna being overlooked because people, you know, say that she's boring in ring. But it's like, if it was a guy, they would love it. Do you think it's because they're making her out to be like a female Brock? I don't see her as a female Brock, though. That's the thing. Okay. She's, Brock is a lot different. Brock is a monster. He powers towers over everybody, except mm-hmm. for Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. I mean, yeah. seriously, when you, if I remember that match, or and, and maybe Drew. I think Drew was a little bit taller than he is, but he pretty much is a beast over everybody else. But with this, with Shayna, she's about the same size as everybody else. Yeah, she's uh, a powerhouse, but she can lose, unlike Brock, who, like, yeah. you know, they don't didn't want him to lose. But, like, they've actually made her human. They've done something different with her where, like, you see her, the, 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 the doubt and the fear behind her eyes after the loss at WrestleMania. Yeah, that was, like, the most emotion I've seen out of her. Than all the time that I've seen her in NXT. Yeah, it's like, so something in her is now now has snapped. So it's like, I kind of can't wait to see where they're going to go with this. If they're going to keep it going. If she wins the, 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 the um, briefcase. Okay. If, do not mind the brain farts. It's been... Allergies are a bitch. Um, I will edit that. Uh, <laughs> Some of the shit. I, 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 when I ramble, I just actually cut out a lot of my rambling. It's actually fucking hilarious. 
if you actually <laughs> listen to it, like you're like, wait a minute, she there, where's that whole diatribe gone? <laughs> um, but no, it's like I I kind of can't wait to see where they take her because she has this persona, and it's just there's something. The wheels are turning. The wheels are turning. The wheels are turning. Right, I want I want to see if she wins the briefcase. Yes, I'm all for Asuka. Asuka is my pick. Asuka has been my pick. Asuka will be my pick unless somehow some sneaky-ass woman pulls a Brock on the women's side and just says, fuck you, I'm taking the the, the, the thing. Yeah, I was going to say, because didn't we make our pick last week? No, 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 but, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> after watching the Chronicle and after hearing what she said, when she said... Now this this title match is on my terms. It's on when I want it. It's like, ooh, okay. I kind of want to see where this goes now. Okay. So it's it's like with Asuka, you you know what Asuka can bring with that with that briefcase. But it's like, oh, yeah. okay, what 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 happens when you've got a trained killer with the briefcase, setting up her sight with her sniper rifle? I've been playing too much COD. <laughs> So it's like, you know, I, I you, you just want to, like, when she said, like, it's just, I will say this, watch the Chronicle, it's 37 minutes, it's actually pretty cool, um, okay. so yeah, I, I kind of can't wait to see what happens with her storyline in the future. Okay, that <sighs> Alrighty, I'll definitely, definitely try to check that out later then. Alright. So the last thing that I brought up, which I hadn't, which we hadn't actually discussed, I think I think we may have discussed and everything, but um, who I've asked, I asked out on Twitter, who do you think that is the hacker behind the truth will be told? And before I go down the responses, something popped up today from Gary Cassidy, who I've. I've been following a lot recently and everything, and I absolutely love him. His his takes are unbelievable. But he did bring this he did bring this one factor up today. He said the SmackDown hackers' four sets of coordinates have traced back to the four interesting locations: Truth or Consequences, New Mexico; Last Chance, Ohio; Never Sink, New York; and Unitas, Louisiana. So Kayla, when I'm when I hear hear those four locations, I think it's more more than one person now. I'm thinking maybe have a small faction coming, or something. Yeah, um, there is like I said, there is different different things jumping back and forth. Um, here just a minute ago, someone says they think it's James Ellsworth. So help me, I promise oh, you. Oh no 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 but who am I killing? I don't know. I have to find him on Twitter again. Uh, <laughs> um, I, but I, no. I will find you and I will hunt you down. Um, but no, it's just... It's just... How can I say? It's been bouncing back and forth. Like we said, we've heard Chad Gable. We've heard Mustafa Ali. Um... Even part of people has said that they think it's CM Punk, which I don't, a part of me wants it to be so bad, but I was telling, I was talking to my mom last night because we were watching SmackDown when I got home from work, 
and the part where they showed the hacker and he played that video, but I guess the voicemail or whatever. And I kept thinking about it and I said, what if, what if the biggest twist of all time that the hacker is somebody that hasn't been very active, somebody that might want to mess with the factions, might want to mess with the tag team division, especially Alexa and Nikki, is none other than Miss AJ Lee. What? I mean, I I was thinking that could be the biggest twist. That'd be something, because they've been throwing a lot of twists to us lately. But what if that was something... They have been throwing a lot of twists lately with us not having fans. I mean, they've keeping us on our toes. Mm-hmm. So, and I have to admit, I haven't seen hardly anything post with AJ Lee. And when she don't post, she's up to something. Like the whole thing, I'll back it up. When Punk came back, when uh, Punk, they're announcing him to join backstage on Fox with Renee Young and Booker T., she basically just fell off the face of the earth off Twitter. And then when he pops up, oh, what did I miss? Mm. You know, I could be wrong, but that's a twist that I would really think that nobody would see coming. But so help me. It's James <laughs> Ellsworth. I promise you. Like Jolie says, I will hunt down James Ellsworth and bury him in that briefcase and throw him over the top the ladder over the building <laughs> of corporate office james oh. ellsworth if you're listening you probably won't hear this beforehand but stay the hell away from money in the bank do not help carmella give someone else a chance so stay the hell away from wwe exactly your little weasel looking self <laughs> oh man oh man oh man <laughs> Alrighty, so, okay, all right, let me get into these responses from, because these hacker responses are kind of a, a little bit all over the place and everything, too. Okay, so, I'm Cordell Taylor is basically put a gif on here about, with Ollie, saying that this could be a second chance effort to reinsert him in the main event picture. Uh, let's see, at Pinto Beans 20, and I don't know if I'd like him for this, he says, Shane McMahon. And he says, I would love for it to be Xavier Woods and it's setting up a new day to get some singles titles, but more likely for WWE, it's Shane. Uh, that's, <laughs> that, right, that's worse than James Ellsworth. Right. <laughs> All right. The same. Okay, and then at Chaka Cummings, uh, who's uh, a fellow Belly Up writer, he said he would lose his mind if it was Xavier Woods. He loves that idea. And then he also said it would be awesome if it was a star that was remote during COVID-19 quarantine. That would make sense. Keep someone in our consciousness and set up for a big push when they return. And he mentions Roman Reigns. And who, who we actually found out this week, um, he's staying away because of the newborn twins. Okay, and then at low underscore Diablo says Mustafa Lee, 
and so does at the Black Con Conrad, and then at Sam4413, said Chad Gable. And I actually, I don't know where I saw this at and everything, but um, you're not going to like this one, Kayla. Someone actually said it's iconic. You know, it's kind of funny that you say that, because that voicemail or whatever, we had to play it over a couple times, and my mom could have sworn it sounded saying Peyton is coming. So, um, but, so help me, if it's the Iconics, they can just go somewhere else as well. Take James Ellsworth with you. <laughs> All right, so, Jolie, I mean, we, we know this is, the reveal is probably coming up soon. I'm guessing it's going to be Money in the Bank. So it's like, are you at the standpoint where you think it's one individual person? Is it going to be a group? Is it going to be a tag team? Or what, what's your final thoughts on this? Well, I think it might be a group, um, but somebody actually slowed down that voicemail, and they said it sounded like Mickey James. Ooh. Um, she hasn't talking about one more run. So it would be very interesting on who it is, and somebody actually said that the hand looks feminine because it looks small. Mm-hmm. And then somebody just posted a picture of uh, Ryu behind the hoodie, which was like, what the hell? Nobody wants to see Sasha's dog as the hacker. Nah, that ain't gonna fly. <laughs> um, I, I don't see it as Chad Gable. Um, it's too big to be Roman. Yeah. Uh, Ali has always been my go-to because of the symbol. Right. And because he is a cop. Ex-cop. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it could be him and a female. So, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of can't wait to see what uh, what happens because they're saying that it might happen at Money in the Bank. And, and from the way that, I, that it's been playing, because they the focus with all the video uh, all the snippets that they've been showing has all been tag teams. So it's like, if I'm not mistaken, this is going to come up around the tag team match. At least when I'm, I mean, if, it's a possibility. If it's just, if it's just like, let's say, Ali and Gable or something like that, it might come up after the tag team match or something like that. I don't know. But it's like, yeah, it's like definitely sometime tomorrow, probably. Um, speaking of Monday in the Bank, did you all know about the kickoff shows? Yes, yes. I found out okay. Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro and our oh, truth oh. versus MVP. Oh, see, I didn't I didn't get a chance to see that one yet. Yeah, I just happened to see it on uh, Instagram. So does that mean our truth is going to get a win or is he going to lose against MVP? I don't know, but my question is why haven't the uh the women or the women's tag titles being put on the line? Hmm. No one's available? There's plenty of people available. Pull them up from NXT. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's like Becky doesn't have a match, but of course she's been uh, harboring that. Uh, she's been like, like that, given, they've been giving her a little bit of time off. But oh, yeah, come we only on. have one. Dude, she had to do two matches last year. She could have this money in the bank off. I, <laughs> I'm off. For it! What are you yelling at me for? 
Uh, that wasn't towards you. That was towards all the assholes saying, where's her match? Okay, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, what the hell? <laughs> you know, I was like, they're like, oh, why? She, she doesn't have that. I'm like, well, dude, she did two matches last year. Shut the hell up. Yeah, exactly. Back to back. Yeah. No, it's like, if I mean, she. we all know she doesn't want to even take time off and everything like that, but it's like, whether it's like she needs she needs a little bit and let her have a, let her have tomorrow night off. Some people are like saying like they would actually wouldn't mind seeing her crashing in one of the um, conference rooms while people are doing money in the bank. I would crack up if she's just sitting there like eating quinoa or some shit like that. <laughs> that, that would be hilarious. And Going so, motherfuckers. <laughs> the pay per view they can cuss there. Oh my god! Oh, did did y'all see that? Uh, did y'all see that uh, when she was on Billions the other day? I saw the clip. I was cracking up. I was laughing my ass off because I know the one chick that was beating her up. Her name's Maggie Siff. She was Tara on Sons of Anarchy. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're really getting beat up by that wimpy bitch. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. No, no. I loved. I loved. Tara at the beginning, but then I hated her character at the end of the Sons of Anarchy, but she's like, you're really getting your ass kicked by her? Come on! Um, <laughs> no, I saw the clip, too. It was awesome. So, oh, man. Wow. So, no, we definitely have a lot to, we definitely have a lot to look forward to with Becky coming up, and then also with what's going to happen with the Money in the Bank ladder match, and we'll definitely have those uh, recaps for you next time. So, all right. That's all we have time for on this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next time as Takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Jester's Court. I am your resident Jester, Jolie. I am recording this on May 11th, 2020. It's about noonish. Um, I'm also editing the podcast as we speak. I'm doing double duty at the moment. But I just had to get to uh, redo this one uh, because um, I originally had one done last night after Money in the Bank, but then I saw some comments and heard some comments made by a one I suck AEW's cock and love it when their fanboys come all over me Brian Alvarez's comments about the Tamina and Bailey match and how you know Tamina no sold and that Becky Bailey and Sasha were so bored with the match. They had a conversation with Michael Cole and have a drink of water and threw water on Tamina, but she was so blown up. She couldn't move, and it was the worst match ever. Uh, Probably any of your matches probably are worse than that one, Mr. Alvarez, because uh, you washed up, didn't you? You can't wrestle no more. What, are you jealous of Tamina? Huh? Huh? Is that what your issue is? That this woman who's basically a jobber like you were is still employed and still putting on matches on a pay-per-view level? The fact that she still gets paid by the WWE and doesn't suck dick like you do? Huh? Is that what your problem is? 
Because I guarantee if AEW did something similar to this, where one of their bigger girls no-sold and was out of it, and the, the two heels acted heelish, acted cocky, you know, threw water in her face, had a conversation with the ring announcing team, the, uh, the, yeah, so, but you would probably see that on AEW and you would suck it up like it was a golden cock. And you would speak it up and talk about it forever. How that was such good shit, to quote Vince McMahon. But because it's WWE, and you have a raging hatred hard-on for WWE, and especially their women's division, and you're mansplaining, and whatever that butt buddy of yours said, you know, it's just amazing that somebody like you is still employed. You you constantly put down the women's division in the WWE. You constantly put down the WWE in general. I mean, you spend more time causing chaos and stirring shit between AEW and NXT fans that, you know, you just don't get to be respected anymore. Especially by Myself, who, while you would call me a WWE apologist, uh, you know, I guess it wouldn't matter if I respect you or not, because I'm a woman, number one. Uh, Number two, I just don't give a fucking shit, and I'm pretty sure you don't give a fucking shit about me, and you'll never listen to this. And Maybe somebody will tag you down the line, but it's like you were jealous of Ryan Satin, too. You know, you had to call him out, and you had to tag Tamina in your bullshit, it's like, why, dudes? Why, why? Why Why spread hatred? If you don't like something, don't talk about it. Be like, you know, this, this, it sucked. She no-sold. Okay, but the, the fact that you constantly put down the match, put down the women. Three women that could probably kick your ass, and then you're talking about her age? Your, your, your ageism and your misogyny is hanging out there, dude, like a fucking badge of honor. You must be a Trump supporter, aren't you? You must suck his cock too, don't you? Yeah, you because know, that—that's the only time I see that. Like, you know, you just—you just act like you—you—you you, you know it all, and you don't, because I'm pretty damn sure that Tamina could kick your ass. I'm pretty damn sure Sasha could kick your ass, and I'm damn sure Bailey could kick your ass. But while we're talking about ageism, let me remind you about somebody that's turning forty years old. That's the Queen of Spades, motherfucker. And uh, she can make you either tap or she could snap you and make you nap. Shayna Baszler is turning 40 this year. But, you know, you want to talk about nobody over the age of blah, blah, needs to be put over. Dude, Tamina has been putting people over her entire career. She is a jobber, unfortunately, within the women's division. And you know what? I'm glad that not only did she get another WrestleMania moment this year, that she had this match for her as well. You know, guys, bitch, 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 bitch. Complain, complain, complain. Hate, 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 hate. All in the WWE. But, you know, when AEW does similar shit, you know, you just you just let it go. And speaking of AEW, I, I honestly feel that they need to put out an apology this week for the non-trigger warning that occurred on this past Wednesday's episode. Because you know what? I did have nightmares. I did feel small again. 
it was because of that. And I'm sorry, Cody, that that did not sit right with me, dude. It didn't. You you have no idea what that made me feel as a survivor. You don't. Now I could hear the smart saying, "Well, you know, if if it, okay, time out. I've always liked Jake the Snake. He was one of my favorites growing up as a kid. I love when he brought out the snake." But there's a difference between Macho Man Randy Savage squirming away, trying to get out of the way in the corner of the ring over a woman laying prone in the middle of the ring. Knocked out cold. You've got a snake slithering over her body and you've got Jake the Snake straddling her. That's wrong. That's sensitive. It would have been different if she was struggling to get away and they were holding her. Well, I still probably would have had the same kind of vitriol reaction, but she wouldn't have been knocked out cold. She would have had a fighting chance. But that's the difference. Because you don't understand what it's like from the mindset of a survivor. The mindset of a victim. I'm not going to go into my story. It doesn't need to be said. But others, you know, especially with what's come out recently in the news about uh, Alberto Del Rio and what he did, I honestly feel that AEW should release a... um, at least some sort of apology or a warning about that scene. Again, I wouldn't have had no issue if she was squirming away, trying to get away, and his acolytes were holding her, and that's something different when she's awake. But you guys just have to understand that that was very hard for me to watch. And like I said previous in the podcast, it's just that it's something that doesn't make me want to watch AEW. And I, you guys know, I'm not a fan. Yeah, we've gone over this. You already know how my, my feelings about AEW. But I do watch their stuff on YouTube. I do watch their clips on Twitter. I just won't sit down and watch an episode because it doesn't interest me. None of the, none of the real wrestlers on that show interest me. Am I a Matt Hardy fan? Yeah, I've always been a Hardy Boys fan. I like Jake the Snake. I love Cody. I love Brandy. I respect them. But it doesn't make me want to watch their show. I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks. I don't think they're the best tag team in the world. Kenny Omega, I feel, is kind of neutered. I felt that he was more better suited for New Japan in their style. Um, Mox is having the time of his life. Jericho's having the time of his life. And, you know, I'm happy for them. I'm happy that they, they, they found their passion again. But my issue with this is is that, you know, you can bitch, moan, and complain about everything that WWE does. But the minute somebody criticizes AEW, they get ripped apart. You've got, like, Alvarez completely destroys the WWE. And all he does is suck the cock of AEW. 
But when AEW puts something out, and I, I then all I see is people saying, oh my god, people hated this. Well, you have to understand that some people saw it a different way. So I find Brian Alvarez and his little butt buddy guilty of being jackasses and hatists and ageist and misogynist mansplaining worms. And I find AEW guilty of not realizing that that could be causing triggers for people. And you know went to therapy for this and it took me a long time to deal with it I turn 39 tomorrow well today when you listen to this May 12th For me, that means it was 30 years ago that this happened. And it took me at least 10 to 15 to even really understand what was going on. Understand what happened to me. So. The jester finds those two people and AEW guilty. And that is all the time we have today for the Jester's Court. Uh, I'm going to start doing something different with the Jester's Court. I'm not going to completely um, keep it on wrestling. I do have other interests and loves out there. And so I'm going to start uh, integrating them with the Jester's Court. This is my way of being me. So, I hope you guys had a lovely Mother's Day weekend. I hope you are all staying safe. And if you're in one of the states that are reopening, wear a mask. Bring hand sanitizer. Wear gloves if you want to. I wear gloves when I go out. I just feel that it's safer for me. So, have a wonderful day. And I'll see you next time.